Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Let's get in this and let's let's just let's just dig in this word and get this. The number one thing that you and I have to understand in taking financial dominion is we must understand the covenant God has given us. Okay? You must understand the covenant that God has given you. Look at Psalms 89:34. Psalms 89:34. This is where Jesus explains this. He says he says I am not a covenant breaker. I don't alter it. Look what he says here. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. That's God. So you notice this guarantee. Okay? So now, now you might say, well, where do I find this? Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. We're going to go there in a minute, and I'm going to read it to you, and you're going to say this. There's no way around it. You have to take financial dominion. Okay? You first must understand what this covenant provides for me and you, okay? We've heard about this stuff. We heard about the children of Israel. We heard about all this stuff. We heard about the finances. So what is this covenant requirement between me, you, and God, okay? Like say you and God, okay? So we understand what is the covenant? Well, it's agreement based upon God principles that you and I enter into by faith. So it was God's idea, okay? This covenant you have with God is much more than a promise. It is a sealed, irrevocable agreement, okay? God first established it with Abram, Abraham. He promised to make Abraham the father of nations, and he promised to give him everything as an inheritance. And you find that in Deuteronomy 28.1, okay? So God made sure he understood that Abraham, I'm making an unbreakable covenant with you, Okay, and that's what he did. He did that in, in through the Bible, and you see it in the Bible. Abraham was there, and God said He wants to cut a covenant, and He came to him. And in this covenant, y'all, y'all know, um, y'all know, God. It was. Uh, I think you need to get this. It was. Um, it was unbreakable. I like that word. Um, it kind of really. It. It. Um, Genesis 15 is going to explain this. Okay. So let's, let's go there, because I'm, I'm trying to do it all at the same time. Um, go over here, Genesis 15. This will be a lot of reading, so i got to be careful. Um, go to 15.1. We're going to bounce, though. So King James is great, but let's bounce so you can see this. Okay? So now it's an, in, it's an unbreakable covenant between God and you. Okay? Now here's where he set this covenant in motion in Genesis 15.1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, I am thy shield, and I am the exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? Now, Abraham is believing God for Isaac, okay? Okay? And he's believing God for promises, and he's believing God for transformation, but he doesn't see it yet. And the stewards of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said... Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. See this? And lo, one is born in my house is not mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord. Now watch this. Now watch this. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham, saying, This shall not be thine heir, 
but thou shalt come forth out of thy own bowels. He will be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad. Now watch this. He brought him forth. Now you all know this. He's talking covenant terminology. There's no way I'm going to get through all five of these. So we're going to go week after week. So just don't get busy. Just write these things down. And behold, he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if they'll be able to number them. And he said to him, so shall thy seeds be. That's when he brought him outside and showed him the stars in the sky and said, hey, you don't think you're going to have descendants? You're going to have so many descendants. You look at the stars of the sky. That's how many kids you're going to have. How many of you know that's pretty explosive, huh? And he believed in the Lord and he counted, it was counted, and he counted it to him for righteousness. So once he got on the playing field of belief, God considered him in right standing with him. And he said, I am the Lord. Now, when he brought him out of Ur of the Chaldees, what he was saying was this. He's, this was the promise I gave you in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 12, you see this. So he said, and he said to him, I am the one who brought thee out of the Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit. And he said, Lord, how shall I know it? And how do I know I'm going to inherit it? Now, watch this. Genesis 15, 9, total covenant understanding. Abraham understands it so well he almost messes it up because they're used to cutting covenants in other things. But now God came and, and communicated with Abraham at the level that Abraham understood. But God was exceedingly greater than what he was understanding. But it was just it was just he came and spoke at his language so his faith could arise to understand the magnitude of the moment. And he said unto him, take a heifer a three-year-old, a she-goat, a ram, a turtle dove, a young pigeon, right? And he had divided these in the midst and laid each piece against another, but the birds he divided not, okay? So Abraham drove the fowls away when he came. He understood he was talking covenant. So now Abraham in 1512, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham and a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also, and he goes on to say, All these things, you bury your fathers, but the generation that will come, and they'll go forth. And it came to pass, 17. Now, Abraham is asleep. Okay? Now, this Why? Because Abraham cannot, he needs to be the initiator of the covenant, but he cannot become the fulfiller of it because he was a human. You understand this? So he had, a, he had to initiate it in the earth, but his humanity would have messed it up. So God needed a perfect covenant, not between God and man. Now listen, that's very tricky, so I don't want you to lose it. It was between God and Jesus, and then man entered in on the other side. Okay. So watch this. And it came to pass that when, this, that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between the pieces. And the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Under thy seed shall I give it around. Now, 1517 is very, very, um, um, it's really not informative unless you have revelation, just to be straight. Um, okay, because it's symbolic of God and Jesus cutting a covenant. It has nothing to do with a fire and a lamp. Is that okay? Now, that's the truth. Now, some people might say, well, how do you know that? Because it's a covenant. 
It was a covenant agreement that was symbolic. God and Jesus cut the covenant. So I don't know, right? right? The, the smoking fire and the burning fire, what does that mean? That makes no sense. What do you mean? Like light went beyond? No, 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 no. It was, it was God and Jesus in that moment between the smoking furnace and the burning lamp exchanging through those covenant terms. Now, what would happen in the natural in a covenant was the, the people that would cut the covenant, like if I cut the covenant with you, right? We would split these animals down the middle, blood be all over the place, and me and you would walk in between the animals to, we would, and we would pronounce the blessings of God. We'd be speaking Deuteronomy 28, and this is the agreement. Kind of like you do at a wedding, right? You take hands and you make vows to one another till death do us part, and for richer and richer, for healthier and healthier. Come on, you know what I'm saying, right? And it was there. And the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, under thy seed have I given the land, right? And he said, you're going to be greater than all these things, right? All the, and they passed. Now, let's look at 15. And the spurning lamp that passed between those pieces, that's what two parties would do. So we would walk, we would split these animals down the middle. It'd be a bloody mess because you have to have blood to make it a right covenant. That's why marriage is so important. It's a blood covenant. People don't realize that. Oh, you can just go run around having sex with whoever you want. No, you can't. That's not, that's, that's why people don't understand. This whole world's twisted and perverted. Think like, oh, you know, you need to go do it. No, 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 no. That is why you're, you're, you, you being, you saving yourself for marriage is important because literally that is a blood covenant. That is the, that is the origination of marriage is found in a blood covenant. Now don't make, you know, everybody makes mistakes and nobody's trying to put anybody under anything, but this is why it's so important that your covenant you know, spiritually, God can redeem you. You understand what I'm saying. But this is where the shedding of blood is the covenant agreement and the shedding of blood is the remission of sins. So now we split these animals down the middle and now we would walk through them and we would pronounce, hey, if you do this and you do that, then blessing. If you do this, the blessings and the curse. Does that make sense? And he goes on to say, and that's where it was cut. So now who made this covenant? It was God and Jesus. Okay, now. So now we ain't even in this package. All right? Now, why? Because it's got to be perfect. Because remember in Hebrews? Hebrews, he said this. When God made a covenant, Genesis, Galatians really says this. When God made a covenant, he could not swear by anybody. Look at Galatians 3.13. Okay? That's okay? And you'll get it. And then we're going to go slow because this is good teaching. You need to understand this. This is why, this is why I don't, don't settle for less. Settle for God's best. It's his idea. You know? You got to boss the devil around, man. That joker is going to try to play around with your money. Christ redeemed us from the curse of law being made a curse for us. For what? It is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Okay, I got you. Then this is the blessing of Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. We might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Now we understand how we got that. Now watch what he says. Watch what he says in 15. He's talking about Genesis 15. Okay. He's talking about what we just read. In the New Testament, he's explaining it. Brethren, I speak not after a man. He's saying, look, this ain't got nothing to do with men. This is a spiritual covenant. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man can disannul or attitude. It means you can't undo it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, not in the seed is many, but the one seed to Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ. There it is right there. 
smoking furnace, fire, flyery, flyery, smoking furnace, burning flack. What's that right there? And this I say, the covenant was confirmed by God of God in Christ, the law, which was 400 years and 30 years later, cannot be disannulled. Now, we understand the law could not be fulfilled. That's why we got a covenant. For if this inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore, then we serve at the law. Well, the law just was there to show us we had transgression. Now we got a brand new mediator. Okay? So what is that saying? You may be thinking, I know this covenant was meant for Abraham, but how do I know what's meant for me? Right here. The blessing of Abraham might come on the who? The Gentiles. Aren't you a Gentile? Yes, you are. Right? And then well, God sealed this covenant through the blood of his son. It's binding forever. Man, look at this, okay? A covenant is a, is, is a deal originated by God based on well-defined terms and sealed with an oath. That's the Bible. You see a book of covenants and it allows us to access everything we need, including prosperity and financial dominion. Now, you got to ask yourself a question. Okay, Pastor Chris, I'm down with that, but how reliable is it? How reliable is God? Now, this is the problem now. This is why I'm not tolerating this mess no more. That's why some of you, you know, Brother Hagin tells this story, right? They, they, went, to this, they went to this town, and uh, he was holding a revival, and uh, he needed to make budget. You know, they couldn't make budget. And he agreed to God, and he, he agreed with God, and he believed with God, and he said to God, he said, God, I need, like, I don't know what it was. I don't know, say 1000 bucks. Right? I don't know a whole story. And they went and they counted the offering and it was off. And Brother Hagin said, count it again. And I don't remember if they counted it three to five times. And every time they counted it, it kept increasing. He had a tenacity not to settle for nothing but God's best. That's what you got to start doing with your money. That ain't right. I'm believing God for this. That ain't right. And you start bossing the devil around. That ain't right. You understand me? Get it right. And, and you, now you ain't talking to people like that. Stop trying to block my blessing. I got a covenant. I believe and I receive. It's mine in Jesus' name. You got to get authoritative with them. God's word is true and infallible. And it tells us as long as the earth remains, covenant is going to be the way God does life. That's Genesis 8:22. You want to see that? Seed time and harvest. All of God's covenants remain in force including the covenant of financial prosperity. And Genesis 8:22 explains this for me and you because you got to understand this. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Covenant terminology. Seed time and harvest ain't changing. You can count on one thing. Every covenant of God is scripturally reliable, dependable, guaranteed, and binding on God for delivery. Stop relinquishing your authority in your covenant and settling for less. You understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's okay. It ain't okay. Okay? God is obligated to do his side of it. Okay? He's going to complete his end of the deal. And I'll tell you, just keep loving him and keep doing what you mean. And you ain't pushing God or being weird. And ain't God stopping you. 
It ain't God stopping you. The enemy is trying to block your blessing. So firm them up. Now that ain't good enough. I didn't believe God for that. I believe God for more. And if I believe God for more, you better get out of the way. I angel, the angels ain't deaf. God ain't sleeping on the throne. And you think I'm just going to settle for this? You're out of your stinking mind, devil. I'm not settling for nothing. I found in the Bible what it says, and I'm going to say what God says. Count it again. I like that. Brother Hagin said, count it again. Can you imagine being in that room counting money? You know, I used to have to do that, man. I used to have to count the money. You know, not I, over there and stuff. I ain't going to talk too much about that. But, you know, you, I, I had a, one time I was on this ministry trip with this ministry, and they were like, this, I was young, man. And they're like, you got to go count the money. I was like, what do I got to count the money for? I was like, I don't want to count the money. And they're like, no, 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 no. We all got to count the money with the, the overseer person and we count the money. And I said, okay, if I got to do it, I'll do it. I wasn't all into it. But can you imagine the awkwardness of counting that money and going, hey, there's 20 grand here or whatever it was. And they go, that ain't right. Count it again. It takes time to count that money. That would be irritating counting it again and again and again and again. How many times we got to count it until it comes out right? Yeah, until it comes out right. Count it again. This ain't good enough. Count it again. That's how you got to get in your house. That ain't right. That ain't enough. I bind you, devil. I break your power. Take your hands off my money. Angels, go get my stuff. Authority. Uh, I don't get excited. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I don't stay broke. I'm not staying broke. I'm becoming a wild man. Wild. Like, I'm talking to everything. I speak to it. I told Pastor Liz, I said, well, that thing's on the way. And she goes, well, I'm going to rejoice when it shows up. I said, praise be to God. You might just get one too. Glory be to God. Why not? Oh, you know, people may, there's stuff laying all over the earth people didn't pick up. Why not you? You know, I was laughing just the other day. I had something goofy. I was just like, I want one of those things for my office, you know? And I was like, I want it. Well, what's the matter if I get it or not? I just said, I want it. I don't really care if I need it. I said, I want it. You ain't none of your business what it is. And I said, watch, I said, it'll show up because God knows I want it. And is it goofy? Yeah, but here's the thing. You want to know what? There's probably 30,000 of these things laying around in somebody's garage doing nothing. And I said, I want it. So angels are on their midst going and get it. Why not you? You know what I'm saying? Like you might want something goofy. It's goofy. It ain't, it ain't matter. But it's something I said, I like it. Look good in my office. You know what I'm saying? Are you getting me? God's in the details. Now, I guarantee you the thing I'm talking about, I'm just showing you how this works. There's probably 30,000 of those things hanging around somewhere. Ain't nobody even noticing they got. You watch. I'm telling you, see what I'm saying? Stop disqualifying. Stop taking the reaping out. Stop taking desire out. Whatsoever you desire when you pray. Why do you desire? Every covenant, woo, is reliable, dependable, and guaranteed in binding on God for delivery. It ain't my responsibility. He put it in the book. Okay, here's, num here's another big one, right? If you're going to walk in this financial dominion, you have to honor your tithe. You got to honor your tithe. You see that in Proverbs. You see that in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. And, uh, you know, honor the Lord with your, honor the Lord, and your first fruits your tithe. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. That's your tithe. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. Woo, new wine. Come on, somebody. How many needs some new wine? Glory be to God. Amen? Right? Very basic principle, but a lot of people are not honoring God with their tithe. And if you don't honor God with your tithe, he, don't gotta, he, can't, he can't move. You've got to bound up. You're binding up God. Some of you are like, 
the de- is the devil. No, your lack of following instruction can mess you up. The book, the book, the book is explaining to you, man. It's a very basic principle, but if you don't put it in order, it don't work. Okay. So if you want, if you want God to honor you and bless you in areas of your life, you're going to have to honor him in the area of tithing. If you want God to bless you financially, you first need to honor him with your finances. And you got to know he can trust you. Tithe is 10% of your gross income. You know that. People are like, you know, then I get these people asking me these goofy questions. Do I tithe on the gross? Do I tithe on the net? Do I tithe? Oh, my God. What kind, of, what kind of harvest do you want? Will you stop trying to find ways to get out of it and just embrace the doing of it? You know what I'm saying? You know, I had somebody come to me, man. They got, like, you know, you, you might get, like, you know, people get uh, um, large larger increments of wealth sometimes come in and they're like, well, didn't I tithe on the money? Or, oh my God, don't be cheap with God. Consider the tithe critical and crucial to your financial success. That's what Malachi 3 and 10, 11 says. That was our offer. That's why the devil has fed the body of Christ so many lies regarding the tithe. He doesn't want you to ever rightfully have what belongs to you from God, which is in the blessing. You know what I'm saying? And then you might be like, well, you know, I can't, t- I can't afford to do it. You can't afford not to. Get your seed in the right way. Write this down. Any believer who is not a tither will remain a financial struggler. That's a good word, ain't it? Ain't that a good word? Any believer who is not a tither will remain a financial struggler. That's true. Here's, here, that's how you do it. You got to become a tither, man. So I got the tithing down. Now I got to be a seed sower. Here's another one. Three, become a supernatural giver, man. Just become a supernatural giver. Okay? Psalms 20, verse 3. Psalms 20, verse 3. Become a giver. If you're not a giver, some people are stingy. Some, you know, you know if you're cheap and stingy and all that stuff. Change your character today. I had a buddy of mine. Guy was funny, man. Psalms 20, verse 3, you'll see it. Says, remember, remember all thy offerings and accept all thy sacrifices. Praise the Lord. May, may he remember, may he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. Amen. May God, we're talking about, we're talking about tithing. We're talking about giving. Giving is bringing an offering that is beyond your tithe. And I had a buddy, man, it's funny, the guy was teaching finances in the body of Christ. And he said, man, I was cheap, man. He said, I was cheap. And when I was lost, I was cheap. He said, I don't want to give nobody nothing. I don't want to, no. And he said, God had to teach me how to be generous. Learn generosity. Learn to be generous. We're not just talking about, uh, uh, you tithe it now. Now we're talking about giving. Giving is bringing an offering that is beyond the tithe, not instead of the tithe. There you go. That's a big one right there. You know what I mean? You know, I think Brother Copeland said this. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I got to save money. 
I'm saving money for the kingdom. Well, I don't know. I don't know where all this money is going. Brother Copeland said this. He said a bunch of people were saying like, you know, we're saving money for the kingdom. We're saving money for the kingdom. He goes, I like to know what all those people are doing with all this money they save for the kingdom. Are you giving it to God or are you leaving it in your pocket? Giving is bringing an offering that is beyond the tithe, not instead of the tithe. So you tithe and then you're bringing an offering, a free will gift to a person, an organization. It could be anything, man. Anything you got, whatever God prompts you to do, you can bring money, you can bring clothes. I, mean, I gave away, I gave away so many clothes, they just keep coming back. I got, I'm getting ready to, I got another bag right now. I'm just telling you, man, I, I, no wonder why they're like, Pastor Chris, you always getting something new. I gave away so much stuff, I got closets full of stuff I'm getting ready to give away. Why not? It's God's system. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. Give it away. God's system works. This is how you increase. Sow your seed for a harvest, expect a harvest, walk in covenant. We have a covenant with God. It is financial prosperity. It is financial dominion. And here's the thing. It is God's way of doing it. Just work it. God's instrument of giving, tithing and giving keeps us from financial struggles and it overrides economic circumstances. I'm going to say that again. God's instruction to tithe and give over and above offerings to God keeps us from financial struggle and it overrides every economic circumstance that may come against us, okay? So your giving becomes a, a, a gateway to financial dominion and favor, okay? Degrading our, the greater our giving, the greater our access to financial increase, that's just how it works. He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that shows bountifully shall reap bountifully. So you just got to keep washing your mind in the word of God so I become a better giver. Amen? Okay? Okay? So I'm going to give you this stuff, right? Um, spiritual transactions that provoke the release of finances. I'm going to explain it to you. Offerings that are given. Now, I, I've talked to guys about this. You sow, you sow up for wealth, okay? So your offering maybe be like, okay, I'm directly giving to a preacher, a teacher, a ministry for the furthering of the kingdom. This type of seed is, 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 is a spiritual transaction that provokes the release of finances on your behalf. Does that make sense? So you could be doing it different. Giving, giving to the, giving up brings wealth. Giving down brings health. Brother Norval used to talk to me about that. He said, he that, he that giveth to the poor, lend it to the Lord and the Lord shall repay him. He didn't say he was going to increase him. He said he's going to repay you, but he'll recover your health speedily. So you got to have seeds going in all different directions. Is that okay? So you sow up. For wealth. You got to sow into somebody greater for wealth. I mean, you sow. Somebody says, well, is that bad seed? Somebody just came to me today. It says, I helped somebody like on the side of the road. Is that a bad seed? I said, no, that's a health seed. Amen? That's a health seed. Because they, 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 they don't, that, that ground right there is, is not increased for your life. That ground right there is a benevolent act of the heart. Now, can God multiply it? I'm not God. He can do whatever he wants. But if you, wanna, if you want wealth, you got to sow up. I got guys I coach 
and I, and I got a guy, I got a guy, because I can talk about this because the money doesn't come to me. I got this young guy, I coach him, and I said, every time you see this man of God, it is not me, so f- stop freaking out. I said, every time you see him, you better put money in his hand. He said, you think? I said, yeah. I said, beyond your tithe. I said, he's the key to your financial future because whatever he sows, the minute you sow into him, you have access to what he's done with his life. I said, I would not miss a beat. Pastor Chris, you live like this? Yeah, because I never understood the law of it. I just gave something to somebody not too long ago that I knew they would not keep, but I needed to go through them. But I'm telling you all the secrets today. You guys, you guys better bless me, man. Tell me, Pastor Chris, give me some hand claps up there. Give me some something. To, you, know. you guys need to talk more in this chat. I'm telling you, Grant and his, Grant's in here getting all the notes, man. He's getting all the nuggets. This is how you do it. I'm telling you what I did. This is how you do it. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the secrets, man. I got this young guy, and he was serving all his life, and he got a better job. And when he got a better job, it looked like he was a nitwit because, like, all the people were making fun. He's like, this guy's just, like, you know, he does all this stuff for the pastor. It's not me. So I'm just telling you what's going on here. And I said, don't you ever look at that like that was a mistake. That is an honor. Now the guy got so much wealth came out of nowhere that he doesn't deserve. But it came to his life because he honored and did right. So I said, you know why? You served. So then I said, hey, look, now you're making a bunch of money. I said, every time you come into contact with that man of God that, that you're, you're in that spot, I said, you put something in his hand, man, and let it flow. I said, you agree with me? He goes, yeah. He goes, I wouldn't have had none of this if I, was, if I stopped listening to him. I said, that's what I'm telling you. This is how you keep the flow going. So I came into something the other month when I had something in my hand and I said, man, I don't, I'm going to sew it. But then I thought of it. I said, man, do I sew it myself or do I give it to somebody that's, man, I'll tell you what, man, sometimes the Holy Ghost will mess you up. I said, now this is what I need you to do. I'm going to give you this thing and I know you're not going to keep it because it's not your style, but I need you just to take it and give it away. And they laughed at me. And they go, you, I said, now I know I'm, I want you to know I'm using you. I'm telling you beforehand, I, I'm using you. I'm not, I'm not coming here with no shadiness. I'm going to give you this thing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you this and this, and I know you're not going to keep it. I never expected you to keep it. I just need you to sew it. And they, like, they understood the whole process. They said, yeah, I understand what you want. You want a twice sewed zine. I said, thank you very much. Yes, give it away. Because I know you got a harvest of those in your, in your, in, in your life. And the moment I get in on it, I can be a partaker of what you sowed. Man, you start talking like this in the church. People get mad at this, but I'm just, I, what do I get mad? I'm right. Man, did you not get that? I'm going to stay here for the end of this thing because there ain't no sense going to four. I'll go to four next week, okay? But I, I want you to get this, right? I really do. I'm writing this in here next week. So that's why I know where to start, okay? But I'm telling you this stuff now, okay? Because this is big. This is big, big stuff, okay? Because people get all like, I don't know how to do it. You know, uh, uh, David Oyedipo has one of the biggest churches in the world. I think he sees like 100,000 or whatever it is. He, some of his stuff I really, really like, and you don't have to look it up. He's a big Brother Copeland guy, Brother Copeland, guys like that, Ken Hagen guy. And he said something so strong. He said, I came to America and I got the books. And I went back to Africa with the books and I laid the books on the floor. And I said, everything I need to know is in those books. I'm going to learn it. We studied and learned from great men and women of God. That's why great men and women of God in the body of Christ have been telling us this for decades, but we try to go around it thinking we got some hot shot way of doing it. There ain't no other way to do it. And then some people have manipulated the system. I'm not going to sit here and say they didn't, 
But just because they're a bonehead and manipulated the system doesn't mean the system doesn't work. You understand what I'm saying? Has somebody actually taken an offering with a wrong motive? Probably every Sunday in America, dude. Come on, wake up. That's not what I'm saying. But there ain't none of that in me. So when I'm teaching you the principles, this is why it's pure. I'm sh- I got no skin in the game. I'm telling you how to get there. You said, Pastor Chris, you get around. I just met a new dude uh, six months ago. Pastor Liz was with me. And I literally was in his presence. I said, I need money. She goes, what do you mean? I said, give me, give me money. I emptied my wallet. I said, give me money. I said, I got to put cash in this guy's hand, man. Because I need to connect. And I know my seed can connect to everything that's going on. And she was with me. She, she was with me. And I said, and I sold right there. And I said, why? Because I want to connect. Oh, you're buying it. No, you ain't. I need seed in the ground, man. This good ground. What, what are you guys kidding me? It's good ground. I can't get around good ground. I've been in meetings. I said, whatever the instruction is that comes out of that guy's mouth, I'm doing it. I, I told you the other day, I got nervous in that one meeting. I said, I'm telling you right here and now before God Almighty, if that guy says somebody in here is going to give whatever comes out of his mouth, that's why I'm in the room. I'm going to give it. People look at you, you're crazy. Yeah, well, it's working so far. I'm not crazy. See what I'm trying to say? Like, this is how you get there. Now, I'm not saying you got to run around every day and giving money all over the world, but you better be led by the Spirit of God when to sow, where to sow, and how to sow, because if you miss it, you hinder your financial future. You got to have, see, does a farmer plant once? No, man. And you got to think, my tithe is doing this, and we're done. My tithe is keeping my harvest safe and keeping me away from the attacks of Satan. But my giving is the increase. So my tithe isn't going to get me there. My tithe's what I owe. If you think about it, I owe God that. Now, you, don't, you know, there's no debt you owe and all that stuff, but it's a loan. It's a trust loan for more. And man, you start getting in this increase. Now you start becoming a money magnet. I just need money to give away. I've lived in seasons like that. The minute it hit my hand, it was out of my hand. I got it in the morning. It was gone by the night. Why? I got to keep this flow going, you know? So a lot of times you got to look and see what are you doing financially that may be hindering your harvest. Now, a farmer don't go out in the field and just throw four seeds in the ground and go, praise God, this is going to be great. You got to sow for return, man. Now, that's where a lot of people miss it. They go, well, you know, increment, incremental giving. I heard great men of God say like that, you know. So if you got to go get, just say we got to go. There's probably somebody that knows how to do this. I'm not a farmer. But if you said, for these guys to make money and hit the crops right and make produce right and do what to do, I guarantee you there's a law of average that they say, okay, if I sow 10,000 seeds, my yield should be close to 80% or whatever. So there has to be a mathematical flow that they understand seed. So you can't put four corn seeds in the ground and expect to have you know 10,000 bushels of corn. Come on, dude. It doesn't make sense. So equivalent seed needs to be incremented. Now, obviously, I guarantee you, some of these cats didn't start off sowing like a million seeds. You know what I mean? They had to start with the thing. It's the same thing with natural giving. You got, you're going to start off with the 50s, and then the 50s come back. You're going to get into the hundreds of your giving, and then the hundreds are going to come back. You're going to actually sow a $1,000 seed. Oh, my God, what happens then? You reap in thousands. 
you're going to sow a tens of thousand dollar seed. You're going to reap in tens of thousands. So wouldn't that make sense, farming? It's the same principle. If you sow 30,000 seeds, you're going to get a better rate of return. If you know you got to go to market, say Publix orders, Publix calls up and goes, hey, listen, we're going to need eight, we need eight, eight million corn stalks for nationwide Publix. I don't know how to do this. So, bro, you got to go, what is the law of average to try to get eight million in a yield? That might be 10 million, that might be 10 million seeds in the ground to get to eight million seeds. You got to start understanding equivalent seed. You can't be putting $5 in and expect to pull out $700. It ain't going to work. But here's what you do. Don't despise where you're starting. Get the 50s down pat. Get the hundreds down pat. Believe God for the grand to come in and then give it away. That's what I had to do. I didn't have it laying in my pocket. I believe this is where I started. God's untrue. I was working and I was giving. I was tithing. And I said, there is, I don't know how in the heaven I'm going to get this extra money to come in to give, to give me, to get me, to get me to sow. So I told God, I said, look, I got to learn how to financially prosper. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to believe you in $5 increments. This is how I started. And I got tips. It was crazy, bro. I believe $5 the one week and it came in, I gave it away. And I worked all the way up to 50 bucks. And I'm going to tell you a story. You're never going to forget it. I had a $5. I said, I got to believe God for five extra bucks. Tip money. Man, it came. Then next week I said, I'm believing for 10. I should start doing this again. And it came through my job. My natural job. I said, okay, 15 bucks. And it came. People out of a, and I said, man, I got a $45 tip. I said, man, there ain't no way. How am I going to bust this 50? The cheapest lady that I ever had in the existence of doing this stuff looked at me and wrote me a $50 check around the holiday and said, here, I just want to give you, I want to just give you an extra 50 bucks for the holiday. I almost fell out of my rocker. I said, dude, this stuff works. I believe God for money to come in from a different source overflow and the next man, somebody come up to you and say hey you want to go make some side money man that's seed hey man you want to go do this hey that's side money you see what i'm saying don't link your faith with unbelief link your faith with greater faith so if you're in the 50s get to the hundreds if you're at the hundreds get to the thousands or or the tenth okay say i'm at 100 we'll get to 500 you know, you work in that realm until you feel the faith to go. Now, I'm not telling you take food off your table. Believe God. He'll give you the seed. He gives seed to the sower. He gives bread to the eater. Maybe you ain't really going to sow it. That's why ain't you really getting it. So you say, Pastor Chris, if you believe God right now for whatever comes in, would you give it away? I wouldn't even blink. So say I said to God, I'm going to believe you, God, whatever the next thing comes in to me, I will give you all of it and not even think about it. If a million, somebody wrote you a check for a million bucks, I wouldn't keep a stinking penny of it. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not. I understand the kingdom of heaven. That, seed will, that million dollar seed will do a lot better for me in, in, in the earth than it will do in my bank. Let me tell you right here and now. Don't make deals with God, vows, and then the whole break your side of the deal. Now, don't get me wrong. If it comes in and I said, hey, God, I'll give you 30, 40%, that's a different story. But if I'm saying to God, I'm telling God right now, God, whatever comes in, the next blessing I get, it's out. Man, and you ain't going to flinch? Now, I did it before. I did it before, man. I got to do it again? I'll do it again. Now, I'm not bragging, and when I tell you this stuff, this is not me trying to talk about me. 
Because, you know, the Bible even says you don't talk about yourself. I'm just trying to tell you about the experiences that God's going to give you. You got to work this thing. You got to work your you got to work your financial faith muscle. It doesn't come by osmosis. You got to work it. And the only way you work the money thing is you give. Pastor Chris, you're just telling us this because you want us to give to the church. I do not want you to give to the church. You should give to the church, but you understand what I'm saying. How am I going to teach you these principles? Well, I don't think we, I think we talk about it for too long. We haven't talked about money. Man, you know, we haven't talked about money for a month in, for, for, in the existence of the church. And if I'm feeling this financial pressure might come on you, you better listen to this stuff and you better not need this thing then. Don't try to develop fruit when it's too late. Start developing this fruit now so when the storm shows up, you can laugh at the storm, amen? Praise the Lord, you guys did great, we gotta go, amen? So let me just pray for you, man. Father, I just thank you right now for your financial freedom. I think you're taking authority. I think you're walking in supernatural blessings. I think you're walking in supernatural success. I think this season is going to be the best season of your life for you to financially prosper. Know, go and grow and see a thousandfold come back in every area of your life. Father, I think you've given us dominion and we're not settling for anything less but God's best. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's here. We got some announcements. Stay on. Next Next Sunday, we're going to be in Palm Coast, Florida. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's right. We're coming to Palm Coast, and we are going to be there Sunday morning. We just switched over. Thursdays are done, and Sundays are coming. Glory to God. We cannot wait to see you in Palm Coast this Sunday coming. And I love you guys. I, I appreciate you guys helping us launch and push. Thank you for being so faithful and thank you for being so flexible to grow with the ministry and accomplish. Remember this, there's souls out there waiting for us and it's our responsibility to reap the harvest for the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says to be diligent in the earth while we gather the precious fruit of the earth. That's the lost people. They're precious fruit to God, and they should be precious fruit to me and you. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Don't forget, Sunday, 9 and 1030, right here. And then we're going to Palm Coast Sunday morning. Can't wait to see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.